It's Tuesday, April 17th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we finish our series of five on Families Count, where Dr. Rick had the opportunity to sit down with several of our Families Count partners and talk to them about what Families Count has meant in their state and to their church and ultimately to the lives represented to the people that are coming to these classes. And so today for our fifth and final episode, Dr. Rick sat down with Kyle and Janie Davidson. They're from Mountain Home, Arkansas. Kyle is a bank executive and uh, Janie and their two biological children, their son who is 13 and their daughter who is eight, have been involved in Families Count for about two years. Uh, They have really been able to partner with other churches in their community. And so it's a small town of Mountain Home, Arkansas, but they have been able to truly develop some deep relationships and have true discipleship and long-term relationships with these families that are coming to Families Count. And so in Mountain Home, Arkansas, it's truly just a place of down-to-earth relational people who desire to pour into families and see gospel restoration. So let's take a moment and hear Dr. Rick with Kyle and Janie Davidson. Today I have with me Kyle and Janie Davidson um, from Mountain Home, Arkansas, Um, and uh, they are friends who we got to know um, through Families Count and through that ministry, but folks that have just become great friends and, and very dear to us, and I'm, I'm just really excited to have you guys here. So thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for Thank having you, Rick. So um, really, we um, we haven't done a lot publicly talking, um, you know, very widely about Families Count, and so um, for our listeners, Families Count is a ministry that that Lifeline began several years ago. Um, in an effort to um, to carry the gospel into the foster care system in a bit of a different way. And so the focus is is not on merely caring for children within the system, but it's, it's an opportunity to be able to minister to parents who have lost their kids in the system or maybe are in danger of losing their kids into the system and, and a way for us to bring the gospel to bear in their lives and for the church to be able to connect with them. And so the Lord has just really blessed us over the last several years and has shown favor um, as the church has stepped into the space. We've, we've seen um, local and state officials be welcoming to the idea that the church would join in and teach parenting classes and, and join alongside these parents. And, and so, um, just we want to spend a little bit of time with with Kyle and Janie today, just talking about um, about how they got to families count, how the Lord called them, and then um, about what the Lord's doing in Mountain Home. So, um, so I'll I'll just start and I'll throw it out to both of you. Um, and how did like how did you even find out about families count? We had volunteered with a foster and adoptive group called The Call, Children of Arkansas Loved for a Lifetime, that had made its way to Baxter County in Arkansas. One of our dear friends, Tenille Rawls, was heading that up there as the executive director, and she just came to us. We had volunteered with The Call quite a bit and um, been able to love on the kids, babysit. We had not fostered, but we had been support to a lot of the foster parents. What we saw repeatedly was that the kids would go back home to mom and dad, and then we would see them in the system again. And we babysat several children, who several children who went to, um, you know, come into care, then went home to mom and dad or an aunt or you know, cause you know, family, and then come back into the system. So 
Tanil had gone to, I think, CAFO in Nashville, is that what it's called? And she had heard about this birth parent ministry called Families Count. So she brought it back and she just presented it. And I can remember where I was standing the day she told me and the feeling that came over me. And I said, I think I want to be a part of this. And so I called Kyle immediately. And of course, he was at work probably in the middle, middle of something, you know. And he said, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we did. That's what we did. Yeah. And for me, uh, Janie presented it and I thought this is a time of reflection for our own marriage, our own parenting with our children. Uh, and as we read through the curriculum and each time we teach it, we go through it ourselves. So I was, I was on board. We were called. We knew there was a, an anointing on us to do that. And that's, that's how we got involved in Families Count. That's fantastic. And so, and really Families Count is, is just a biblically based gospel centered <clears throat> parenting curriculum. And, and there's not much that's really um, special or unique or different about the curriculum, um, except that it's really kind of presented on a level and presented in a, in a way that really connects with families that are at risk and, and struggling. And, um, and, and the rest of what goes along with Families Count and the way that the church is able to be involved is the supportive pieces of providing meals and transportation and mentoring and all the things that that the church is able to do um, really all puts a package together that that shows biblical hospitality and and really loves on these families and provides them support in a way that they haven't had before. But it also it also gives that opportunity and that you know that open door for the gospel. And so so when when you guys felt the call and, and you really felt like that that the Lord was was in you beginning to do this in Mountain Home. Um, obviously, there was there was some training and some things that, that you had to go through, and I think um, Nate Bruns was a part of that, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And Pastor Nate is um, is a, is the pastor of uh, Countryside Christian Church in Topeka, and one of our one of our early churches in this. And and so um, one of the cool things we've gotten to see is is churches helping churches, mm-hmm. and and the way that this has sort of extended is. Um, is very much in a, in a in a very community kind of way, and so so you went through, you got you know you got the training, you got all the equipping. Like, how did you get started? Our first training was with David and Allison McConnell. Mm-hmm. They made a trip to Mountain Home, did the uh, the leadership and uh, co leader training portion of it, and uh, Nate and Lynn subsequently came down and talk more about the church portion, how a church is involved. And Tracy came down uh, and did a mentor training. And I'll let Janie talk to the the mentor training piece. You know, just backtrack a little. The Lord started placing a love in our heart for the parents years before we ever heard about Families Count. And I can think of several situations to where parents who were really struggling, maybe had already lost their children, they were struggling, they come across our path and just a deep, just felt, just felt a love, just felt a something different, just felt something for those moms and dads. And um, so, yes, we had David and Allison train us and Tracy and, um, you know, fell in love with Tracy right away, of course. She became a dear friend and we've been to, you know, Nate and Julia's home and became close friends with David and Allison. So it's really, um, we've really, made these deep friendships with the people who are serving with Families Count, which in turn has mentored us and grown us deeper in our parenting. And I'm just talking about when we got started, one of the funny things, our son, we told him what we were doing. He was the oldest child and is the oldest child and able to understand at the time. And he said, you know, 
these classes, these parenting classes, y'all could really benefit from those. And so that was kind of our, <laughs> was kind of our comical start with families. And he was right. He was right. Yeah, and I think that's really, that's a neat thing that we, that we see over time is, uh, I think the realization of, of most everybody that's been involved in this in the churches is that these that the parents that we end up serving, mm-hmm. um, they're they're not really all that different than we are. Um, they found themselves in a hard circumstance. Uh, many of them have you know kind of lacked the support and upbringing, and 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 they're they're in a they're in a really tough place. But um, but these are also parents that are motivated, right? Mm-hmm. To they're 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 working toward reconciliation with their with their kids and. And so um, it's it's amazing when the church you know reaches out and, and really kind of you know to twist a phrase throws them a lifeline right mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended yeah no nice, pun intended nice. at all yeah <laughs> but um, so you know so Kyle you you began and you got trained and you were ready and then like how did it happen in Mountain Home like what was the what was the way you got started and the way that you um, the way that you were able to kick off. Jamie was the catalyst in that, so I'm going to have to let her Well, I was working address. for a living. I was giving you a great opportunity to be able to talk about Jamie. So, <laughs> yeah, there thank you. so <laughs> after Tanil brought it to us, she actually did the groundwork. I'm going to have to give her most of that credit. She took it to our juvenile judge before we ever said yes, and it was approved in our court system before we ever came on board. That's rare, and that was a beautiful piece of it because I am a paranoid mess. So it, she did the groundwork. So just give her a um, pat on the back for that. Then we Skyped with David and Allison and Tracy, asked a lot of questions, um, then just went through the training. Before, though, we ever went through training, we were asked to come to what I thought was a roundtable event with our two counties that work with our DHS there, um, caseworkers and our judge and juvenile judge and all that got there and when we walked in the door it was me and a friend and she said okay about five minutes till y'all speak and I was like speak I thought this was a round table event so of course I got just totally almost physically ill because I don't like speaking in front of people but we were able to share with all of the caseworkers and all of DHS before we ever stepped into it so we were able to say here is what is on the table we would like to do this here. We're feeling called to do this here. And, um, you know, what do you guys think about this? And, of course, we got a lot of positive response from that. So when we stepped off into Families Count, we already the Lord had already granted us favor with our juvenile judge, had already presented it to do a DHS. So it wasn't a foreign thought or concept. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And then we did a pilot class of just a small group with three people in our first class. And so I think it's it's like it's really interesting that that you bring that up, and and people may be listening and thinking that's somewhat exceptional that that a judge and and the caseworkers in the county would you know would be so open and so inviting to this. But the truth is, we've seen across the country in places that are way outside the Bible Belt where um, where there's the Lord's just granted us incredible favor mm-hmm. with with people that are that are part of the system and and we've we've been able to go in and 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 lifeline alongside churches have been able to say to them um, that we want you to know exactly what we're here to do mm-hmm. and what we're here to do is for the church to be the church mm-hmm. and and that the thing the church really has that that it can offer is is Jesus right and we love Jesus and that's why we're here so we're not we're not changing our message we're not watering it down 
But neither is the county being put in a position or the state where they're mandating people to come to this. Mm-hmm. It's it's voluntary. This is a this is an option out of out of many other parenting classes. The difference is the church is really uh, in most cases bending over backward to be inviting and to be hospitable mm-hmm. and to connect and and to provide extra. Um, you know, for these parents. And, and so um, time after time after time, we've just been amazed at seeing the way that the Lord's gone before, um, you know, us and, and church partners in having those conversations. And and so, like, I, I love your story because it's just it's just another one of those that kind of layers and confirms that that God is really in the church stepping into the space and, and, and really um, making a difference in the lives of these parents. Mm-hmm. So, so you were at the point that you had the approval of everyone, um, your, your county officials and, and child welfare folks were going to refer people in. You had judges who were ready to make referrals into, you know, into the program. Well, then at some point, um, there's got to be a program, right? <laughs> and so there are people to recruit and there's, there's stuff to do. So talk a little bit about the, just kind of the process for how it all came together and, and how God raised up the people to, to be a part of Families Count. Prayer. We prayed, Lord, send the people you want to be part of this. And he began to send the people. And that's really our only story with that. We did not go out recruiting. That he, is so awesome. <laughs> he provided the people. <clears throat> And, and, and again, like over and over and over, the story has been, because um, this is battle, like this is warfare. And the Lord showed me that early on, that it was, that we were going to battle. We were going to battle for our parents. Absolutely. Well, you know, Satan's trying to steal their families and he was sending us to, into battles. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, the idea that this is not just a good thing that a church picks up. It's not, it's not just a, a thing that we, we don't want to pick it up and do it in our own strength and our own power. Um, but, but we want to, we want to realize that to, to be engaged in this fight, um, that, that the Lord has to fight this battle for us. And we just have to be willing to be in it and be part of it. Um, and so that's, that's awesome to hear. So, um, so all of the, the people God brought people to provide transportation and to provide meals and to, to do all of the things to provide childcare and, and all the things that kind of surround, um, and then also to provide mentors. And I think that's a big part of the, the families count ministry. Um, is is this uh, that that people who are in the classes, clients are given the opportunity to have a mentor assigned to them from the church, um, and so really they're they're put into like a one to one discipleship um, kind of context. And so um, Kyle, kind of talk a little bit about what um, like what you've seen in God raising up mentors and, and the kind of relationships that they're able to have with people. Uh, the mentors have been sent by God. Uh, we couldn't have went and prepared them ourselves. They, they, they've came along. Uh, as part of the mentor training, they know the curriculum. So week by week, they can keep up with what the parents are going through, what they're learning in class. Uh, typically, the mentors will provide transportation if needed. They will meet the parents outside of class, maybe over coffee, maybe over dinner, maybe at the park, uh, wherever and however they can meet them they have been. Uh, they pray for them. They find out needs. They're able to extrapolate those details that the parents may want to get off their chest but may not be comfortable getting off of their chest in front of a crowd. And sometimes that takes building trust. Sometimes that may be 
after the class is concluded before the mentors are able to start getting more information from these parents. So God has sent them. Uh, God has given us some, uh, some very, very good mentors uh, in Baxter County. And that's that's really a big key that that the people the people that are coming to the classes are being paired with a mentor who, in many cases, are committing to walk with them long after the six weeks of the class. Absolutely. Um, and and they're and and what they've lacked in healthy relationships and support system and things like that. The church is really going the extra mile mm-hmm. to reach out and to to provide that through you know through mentors. So so Janie, what? Um, as as you've walked through this, um, like what are some of the things that you've seen the Lord do in in the lives of parents? Like some of the some of the victories that have been won, and some of the just some of the things that you've really been able to tangibly see the Lord working. We have definitely seen light bulbs go off that first week, where we talk about how um, our moms and dads were created in the image of God, and that when He created them, He saw that it was good, and you know. Um, Everybody wants to hear that, you know, and um, I think we had we had one mom specifically who, when she was sharing with us, said um, when I came and she she was not able to um, work and do some things that she needed to do because she had a child who really needed her care a lot. And so she through having just support, she was able to secure employment and kind of work around her schedule And one thing she said that just really touched my heart and just really um, kind of keeps us focused on why we're doing this. She said, they saw something in me that I did not see in myself. And, you know, that's what the hands and feet of Jesus, that's what that looks like. Because Jesus sees something in us that we don't see in ourselves, just like that first lesson teaches that, you know, we're created in the image of God. Some of them don't see themselves that way. So... That's just one thing. That's awesome. I've seen lots of stories like that. Though. So, in a community like Mountain Home, obviously, um, you guys are in a small enough community that you you cross paths with a lot of people. You see a lot of people in the community weekly. quite often mm-hmm. and weekly, mm-hmm. and 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 so you're you're probably staying pretty well connected with people that have been a part of the class in in the past. Yes, sir. Um, and and so how. How has the church's involvement and the mentorship and the things as you've as you've continued to see these people and continue to be with them? How's the how's the church stayed connected to them? Maybe I think in large part uh, the mentors play a huge role in that. I know mm-hmm. we keep going back to mentors, but that's an invaluable piece uh, to the puzzle. Uh, we continue to stay plugged in with them. Uh, we have been fortunate to have worked through four different churches mm-hmm. that uh, our parents have been a part of each of those as far as uh, a continuation of uh, serving or becoming part of or being involved in a church uh, we don't know other than where we're attending uh, now and we see parents bring their kids to Wednesday night service and uh, class just finished up there's a young man according to his work schedule can only go occasionally uh, but he is real interested in getting involved so I don't I feel like I'm skirting a question there a little bit Rick but no uh, and, and it I is think, a small enough community where we cross paths with these parents you may see them uh, in the line at the grocery store right you may yeah. see them at the city right. park playing with their kids you may see them at the restaurant you may see them at school you may see them at a school event 
the other day, I actually ran into a mom and she was just, hey, I'm six months sober today and just, you know, sharing that victory with me and, um, you know, just asking me to continue to be part of her life. Mm -hmm. And um, I've ran, it is a small town. In the past two weeks, I've ran into six parents. Wow. So that's fun. Yeah. It really reminds you, you know. It keeps, us, it keeps us accountable to pray for them. sure for for them sure mm-hmm. and I think I think the you know part of what and you said it I think the 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 the, the ultimate goal of this is not about bringing these parents in in order to put them in a separate category or in order to in order to minister them in a different or special way ultimately what we're looking to do is to bring them in to help them to to know Jesus and to begin to follow Jesus Absolutely. and to become a part of the church mm-hmm. and and so it's not that there are a whole bunch of extra things going on it's the fact that they're mm-hmm. you know in many cases getting plugged into Sunday schools and small groups and you know their kids are getting into children's activities and they're becoming a part of the church mm-hmm. And they're finding a productive support system that is that that helps them to reach the goals that they that they know that they need to reach as well um, in order to parent and in order to you know to live successfully. But but ultimately, the biggest thing that's happening is that that they're they're coming to know Jesus, mm-hmm. and uh, and and there's a there's an eternal difference that's happening in their homes. I you know I think as we've as we've talked to. You know some officials and have talked about this in in context. One of the things we you know we say over and over and over is that we think a lot of things the state is doing in order to help these parents they're not bad things. You know drug rehab and anger management and job training and all that, but but they're just very not very effective when they're when they're applied to an untransformed life, mm-hmm. and that the gospel really has the power to transform. Mm-hmm. Um, Weaving and, scripture into what is done here is the key. Because most of what we do, any of us, maybe, well, maybe not you, throughout the day is temporal. Mm-hmm. But this is specifically focused on an eternal difference in the, the lives of these folks. Well, I just, um, it is it is good medicine in our hearts to hear the way that the Lord continues to move in Mountain Home and the way that um, the way that this is is spreading and other you know I mean four churches now <laughs> involved and and you know a part of this and um, the Lord continues to really just blow us away and I don't know that I don't know that we have expectations so exceeding our expectations isn't maybe fair but but like all the time we just get blown away at the way that that God is reaching into the lives of families and 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 like giving the church an opportunity to um, you know, to be part of the ministry of reconciliation with these families. And so on behalf of um, a lot of folks that are praying for you and cheering for you, let me say thank you. Um, and we're, uh, we're excited. Thank you. Thank well, you. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.